certainly give honor to God who is the greatest power to the Lord Jesus Christ and to his precious Holy Spirit. It is an absolute joy to be back at CSU. Uh, I want to let you know that I've been wearing my Elevate t-shirts going different places. God, for some reason, is connecting me with Charleston. Uh, I was in uh, Asheville a few months ago and the band or somebody from Charleston Southern came through there. They were going some kind of competition. Or the, no, no, you were playing a football game or something. I think you were playing Appalachian or somebody in that area. I said, yeah, I've been down there. So I was talking to some guy. I have no idea who he is. But uh, And then uh, I just had a, a preacher come to my church and he out of the blue said, uh, the Lord is going to uh, is going to give you a some property in Charleston. It's like Charleston, I like it, but I didn't know I was going to have any property here. So, when the Lord lays it on your heart to give me the property, just go ahead and come and tell me now, so I can go ahead and come get right for Charleston. But here's what I need everybody to do: I need everybody that has working legs and can do it to stand. Good. Now. I need everybody to clap and yell as loud as you possibly can. Now, just wait before you do it. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, this may be uncivilized, but bear with me for about 10 seconds. I want you to clap and holler as loud as you possibly can right now. Ready? Go. to make sure we gave Jesus a standing ovation today. All right, sit down. We thank God for this opportunity. Certainly highest honor and respect to my good friend, Jonathan David Davis. Amen. That's a man of God there. And uh, I'm so glad to have my wife traveling with me today. My wife of 14 years, it'll be 15 years in uh, November. And this will be the first time I've ever spent 15 years with one woman. <laughs> now, y'all can look as deep as y'all want to today, but uh, I'm going to help some of y'all out today. That's for sure. Uh, let's look to the Word of God. I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures. I'm going to give you a couple of notes, and then we're going to be out of here. Uh, let's go to Luke Skywalker. Somebody's actually looking for that, too. (laughs) Uh, Luke, the fifth chapter, 27th verse. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, Luke 5 and 27. When you have it, say amen. Amen. If you're still looking for it, say wait. If you have no idea where it is, come down front. I'll show you. Luke 5, 27 says this. Later, as Jesus left the town, reading from the New Living Translation, he saw a tax collector named Levi 
sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. Later, Levi had held a banquet in his home with Jesus as the guest of honor. Many of Levi's fellow tax collectors and other guests also ate with them. But the Pharisees and their teachers of religious law complained bitterly to Jesus' disciples, why do you eat and drink with such scum? Jesus answered them, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call not those that think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. Drop back to Isaiah 43 and 1. Isaiah 43 and 1. Isaiah 43 and 1. Lord, speak to us today. Do something crazy in here today. Isaiah 43 and 1. From the King James Version, it says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, and I have called thee by thy name, Thou art mine. Now, uh, I am a classical uh, Pentecostal uh, preacher in some respects, and that, that's my uh, background. Um, so there are a couple of things that I may do this morning that may be kind of churchy, but work with me. I'm working with you. Work with me. Some of y'all been checking me out for the, fr- for the first five minutes. I've been looking at you too. And so I think we're good to go now. But now, a lot of times in church, they'll tell you to uh, engage your neighbor. And so what I'm going to ask you to do now is turn to the person beside you. That would be your neighbor. So those of you may have gone through this before. But turn to your neighbor and say neighbor. 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 Check your inbox. Check your inbox. Check your inbox. Um, I was reading this uh, passage of scripture and kind of beginning to exegete some of the things that are in there and to try to understand what was happening in this particular situation. And as I was praying for Charleston Southern University, the Lord dropped this thought in my heart. And, uh, when I started reading it, uh, you, 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 you have to know what was going on during that time to be able to understand why people feel the way that they do. Uh, when you read this, you see that there was an obvious disdain by the Pharisees and the scribes for tax collectors. Well, uh, we would have to do a little history to try to figure out why They hated tax collectors. Well, you got to understand that uh, during this particular time that the Jewish people were under the Roman Empire. And so the Roman Empire was basically running the known world at that time. And so uh, they needed taxes in all of their provinces to do what it is that they did. They uh, they built roads. They have uh, aqueducts. They had all kinds of things that they were doing uh, as an empire. But taxes were the way. 
they generated revenue in order to do that. So uh, uh, they had to impose a lot of different taxes, uh, import tax, export tax, income tax, crop tax, baby mama tax, uh, 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 iPod tax, uh, had a tax for everything. Sound like another society y'all know about? Sound like America, doesn't it? It's a tax for everything. I was mad. Uh, I went to a restaurant and got the bill. I said, Jesus, the tax was about as much as the food. Because they needed taxes in order to run the things that were going on. Well, uh, Jewish people couldn't do anything about that because they're under the Roman Empire. But the Roman uh, tax collectors were also called publicans. And so the publicans were responsible for reporting back the taxes to Rome. Well, the publicans decided that they were going to use Jewish people in order to get the money from the people. And this is what they told them. They said that, now this is the tax that we want. Uh, it, was about, it was about 1% on your income and maybe taxes on some other things. But this is what you must get from every person. And then you can get whatever it is that you want out of that uh, for your own self. That would be a word that we would call extortion. So not only were the Jewish tax collectors getting more than the taxes necessary for the Roman Empire, but they were extorting their own people. And so the Jews were salty with the tax collectors. So uh, there was a hate that was going on there. They hated tax collectors. As a matter of fact, they hated them almost as much as they hated Samaritans. So now, here comes that dude. Everybody say that dude. That dude being Jesus. He's just not your regular guy. This guy is just outlandish in everything he does. He rolls up on the scene says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and to, to, uh, to, to bind up the brokenhearted. Uh, I'm sitting here to do some incredible stuff. Matter of fact, I'm the son of God. Matter of fact, matter of fact, matter of fact, I'm God. Now, if somebody were to walk in this auditorium and stand up on the stage and say to you, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and I'm the son of God and I'm God. Uh, most some of the parents that are here dropping their kids off would take their children and pack their stuff up and say, we are out of here. Summit Church's uh, membership may dwindle down to how many people in your family? Four? Yeah, your immediate family. Six. Six members. <laughs> because now all of a sudden you got some guy that's walking in here like you walked in here. Stood up before everybody and said, I'm God. Well, people had a problem with that until he started doing stuff. Mm-hmm. He started uh, 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 healing sick. Mm-hmm. He, he started uh, 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 preaching in such a way as if he owned the words. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started doing some phenomenal stuff. And most people were good with him until he shows up 
and he sees Levi sitting at a table collecting taxes. And he says to him, follow me. And I found out that if you ever want to find out the people that like you or dislike you, let God call you to something and see how they respond to it. And I found out that a lot of people didn't have a problem with me when I wasn't saved. But all of a sudden, as soon as Jesus comes in my life, you got a problem with me. Because why would God call scum to be saved? Oh, I'm going to say something here now. Because all of y'all look good in here, and so do I. But now what we have in here is a lot of dirt. Mm-hmm. I know you showered this morning, but, 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 but you just washed off some dirt. And that's just in the physical. If I start to look into your life and look into the history of, of what's going on in your life, some of you would recognize that I'm just dirt. And and, and some people who haven't recognized that yet and think highly of themselves would look at me and say, what are you doing at a university having the opportunity to talk to some keen minds based on who you are and what you've done? Well, what y'all have now is a more refined product of some things that took place a few years ago. You have standing before you a former pharmacist. Some of y'all will get that Monday. I uh, grew up in a preacher's house. My father's a pastor, still is. Uh, And so uh, I didn't know anything but being saved in church and all that other stuff all my life. And then I went to... uh, middle school, high school, and and then my life was going good until I met John Davis. (laughs) No, it's not his fault, mostly. But, you know, just kind of doing stuff, you kind of start smelling yourself a little bit, and and the stuff that you know that you really shouldn't do, you just want to kind of see, you want to go out in the world and see what the heathens are doing. You know, what's all this fun they're having? What in the world is going on? So I, I started venturing out a little bit and, you know, went to some of the parties that some of them had and, and, and went and did some other stuff. And, and then, and then uh, I graduated high school and I was accepted into North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University, A&T, in Greensboro, North Carolina. So I went up to Greensboro to go to college and lost my mind. I got to A&T. And I didn't have a curfew, no parents, no nobody to tell me what to do, when I could do it, how I could do it. I snapped. And so immediately I met up with some guys uh, and uh, they played for A&T's basketball team. So the first of the year was their off season. So we would just go hang out and we'd go up to one of the corner stores, we'd all go get us a 40 of a, a Bud or something, and, and we'd drink and hang out. And uh, 
Every now and then, when it was necessary, we would go to class. <laughs> and uh, I mean, we just having a ball. Well, at that time, uh, A&T had one of the best basketball teams uh, uh, in, the, in their division. And actually, in Division One, they were just unheard of. And, and so, you know, when you win in, everybody wants to party. So they were winning. So we parted. Oh, man, just lost it. And then God created this thing called a girl. And it's something about a woman. Now, keep looking forward. Keep looking forward. Don't start looking around. Come on. Keep looking forward. It's something about a woman. Now, now I know, I know we all have our proclivities and people do different things, but I don't want no rusty man, crusty, uh, burly, deep voice man. I want something soft and nice and smells good. That's a whole, that's for another time. So, so now. So now we partying and, and hanging out and girls and I mean, just we, I had my run of the campus. I was the only person that they would let into a football game with a book bag on with bottles clinging in the back. They let me right on through. Why? Because I went up to the section that was right beside the band. I had a de designated area. It was, this was my spot. Uh, I would come up. And they say, here come Chip. And I say, yes, I am. And so uh, I come up and, and, and I didn't know that I was a pastor in training, but I recognize now that I was just going to meet my congregation. And so uh, I would go up uh, to the congregation and on Saturday we serve communion. <laughs> and so on Saturday I'd go and I'd bring communion because I couldn't rely on everybody to bring there, so I made sure, and, and so we, we partake of the spirit, small case S, and, and we would just have a wild time. Well, um, about a year and a half in the college, uh, I got a letter, and I couldn't believe that the school had the audacity to have standards. I couldn't believe that you wanted me to maintain a certain grade point average to keep coming here. I'm helping your school by giving it personality and letting everybody enjoy themselves. <laughs> couldn't talk them out of it. So they, uh, they asked me if I would take some time off. So I obliged. I said, okay, I, I will, just for, just for the sake of, you know, us, us renegotiating this thing and getting it all back together. Well, during the time that I was taking off, I would, you know, work some little jobs, but nothing major. Then I had a guy that I met, and he said, come take a ride with me. I said, all right, come on, let's go. And so we rode, took a ride, and uh, he got out and uh, went somewhere, and uh, I was just sitting in the car, and then uh, he was talking to a guy. He came back, and then he came back and got in the car. And he said, I appreciate that. And then he handed me $500. I said, what's this for? He said, for riding with me. I said, shoot, I'll ride anywhere you want to go. <laughs> I'm your ride and die, dude. I, let's go. So 
I didn't know at the time that he was a senior pharmacist. And this was my apprenticeship to see whether or not this is a, uh, an area of life that I'd like to excel in. And so, and so I started helping him with distribution. And, and so we had, we had a local pharmacy. We, you know, we weren't CVS or Walgreens or anything. We had a little, had a little, a little pop and pops. <laughs> pharmacy. And so then my responsibilities grew from just uh, taking care of things on a local level to now I was responsible for making sure our product got from our major distributor in another city. And so uh, I would have to fly to New York and stay there for a couple of days. And uh, one of our divisions was in the Bronx. And so I'd go to the Bronx and be there for a day and then get ready to come home and my job was to make sure that the uh, parcels got back to North Carolina safe and sound. Well, uh, before they had uh, a lot of the different scanners and everything else in the airports now, all you had was just a metal detector. And so they would have dogs every now and then in the major airports, but never anything in some of your minor airports. And so I remember one time flying from New York to Greensboro, and I had so much um, product <laughs> uh, taped to my body uh, that you now you talking about paranoid para. No, I, look, I thought children were DEA agents. I'm just looking. <laughs> what, what, what? You need to go on with your ice cream cone. <laughs> so I'm, try, I'm trying to get home, trying to get home. That, that was the longest flight of my life. Got there, got in the truck, unloaded, to do. So sometimes we'd fly, sometimes we'd take, uh, we'd drop a car, uh, but we had to keep getting the product to North Carolina. Well, uh, there was a gentleman that worked with our distribution uh, center that somehow his inventory was off. And when your inventory is off, uh, the CEO is not happy. Because the inventory got off, and of course we had to go and, and go to his store to uh, see if we needed to do anything to help him uh, either recreate some inventory or, 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 or find out some compensation for this. And so we went to his store with our scanners. Some of y'all still ain't got it yet. Oh. So we went there and uh, he wasn't there. He, had, he put his outer office <laughs> He's gone. And so from there, it just seemed like everything fell apart. So after that, something happened and we just said, forget it. The business dissolved. Uh, they merged with another company and I was just kind of out there. Uh, and so I had to go find a regular job. A 
regular job with the money I just been making? You want me to be employed by somebody? So I said, all right. So I went to go work for the Ralph Lauren Corporation in uh, High Point, North Carolina. And uh, I was working with some guys who were, this was the first time I can remember working around some saved guys that were saved for real. And, and man, we would hang out, talk, laugh. We go play ball late at night. You know, just, I mean, but they never compromised on their relationship with God. And so they said to me uh, one day, they said, they said, Chip, you know, you're really supposed to be saved. I said, yeah, okay. I said, I know. I said, I know. But so I said to myself, it was a Wednesday night, August uh, 22nd, about 8.15 in the evening. I was on the second floor break room of the Ralph Lauren Corporation. I said, you know what? I'm going to get saved. And this was the first time I clearly heard the Lord speak to me. And he said this to me. He said, what makes you think you can get from here home, much less from Wednesday to Sunday? I said, wow. And all I could see was myself riding out on the highway, being hit by a truck, dying, and never having given my life to the Lord Jesus Christ with everything that I knew. And so right there in the break room, 815, Ralph Lauren Corporation, second floor, I said, well, Lord, uh, I know what to do. You said if I confess with, that you know Jesus and believe in my heart that uh, you was raised from the dead, I'd be saved. I didn't cry. I didn't fall out. I didn't bust my head on the pews. I didn't uh, run but, but I knew I was saved and been going ever since. Why would God take a little rebellious, pretty little black boy who did everything he told him not to do, disrespected the lineage of his parents, disobedient, wasted money, wasted time, ran through women, uh, probably messed, who knows how many people's lives up with the product that I was giving to them, jacked their life up. Why would God walk by and say, follow me? And had I not checked my inbox, I would have never responded to his call. And many of you in here today, he's already sent a message your way. And the question is, are you going to check your inbox? So I close with this. What to do when Jesus inboxes you? Number one. Get up. Everybody say, get up. It says, so Levi got up. And some of us have had some things that have knocked us down. Stuff that we can't tell everybody. See, because what I learned about a testimony is there's some things I can tell a lot of people, but there's some things I can't tell y'all at all because you can't handle it. But whatever it is that's been going on in your life, the first thing you got to do is when he inboxes you, get up. Two, what do you do when Jesus inboxes you? Give up. Everybody say give up. up. It says he left everything. And the reason why most college students don't get saved is because they're not ready to give up some stuff. If I can just get one more Corona with the lime, 
a cold one, or maybe two. If I could just, if I could hit this weed one more time, if I could just drop it like it's hot, one, one more time. If I can just cheat and get through this class one more time, then I consider giving myself to Jesus. But if you're going to go, go all out. You got to give all that other stuff up. When I decided to get saved, that was it. Now, I made some mistakes along the way, but I wasn't going back to what I came from. That didn't work. And to continue to do the same thing, expecting different results is insanity. And so you've got to give up. Then thirdly, when Jesus inboxes you, grow up. He said, be my disciple. And so being saved, don't do like some of these fools that are in the world that think they can just get saved and keep doing anything you want to do. You never learn about the relationship that you can have with the God of all eternity. This is a man who made a duck-billed platypus. You need to pick his brain. You say, how did you come up with that? I'm talking about a God that loves you so much, he killed his own son just to get you, to get you close to him because he knew that's where you belong. And so you got to learn about him and grow up. And then finally, what I say? I said, uh, get up, give up, grow up, and finally, go up. What do you mean by that, preacher? Levi had a party for all his friends, and Jesus was the guest of honor. He went up in his standard of life. Who is waiting on you to get saved? Whose life is going to automatically be changed when you give your life to Jesus? Or are you going to continue to be the self-centered, do what I want to do, have it my way, whatever, okay? You know, I, I mean, I like you Christians and everything, but I don't want to do that right now. Are you going to continue to be so self-absorbed that you don't realize that somebody's life can be changed just because of the difference you made? I had six housemates when I got saved. None of them were saved. We were probably planning a party that weekend. Had a big old house in Greensboro. When I got saved, it changed the atmosphere in the whole house. And at least three of them got saved after I did. Because somebody who made a change produced change. The question is, what are you going to do with that message that was left in your inbox? I close with this because this is what the Lord told me as I was preparing for y'all. Your highest calling is not money, sex, power, and notoriety. Your highest calling is to know God. Seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness. All the other things will be added. Uh, <laughs> stop clicking on junk mail. That's so good right there, y'all. Y'all, that is so good. 
if y'all were a Pentecostal church, they'd be saying, amen, preacher, amen. That was really good then. Because some of y'all keep reading the junk and the real messages that can help you, you're skipping over because the junk is interesting. Wow, that's good. Watch this. The glory of heaven is knowing you are wrong and Jesus making you right. The travesty of hell is knowing you could make, is thinking you could make yourself right and ending up eternally wrong. I'm going to say that again. The glory of heaven is knowing you were wrong and Jesus making you right. The travesty of hell is thinking you could make yourself right and ending up eternally wrong. When those I found out about saved people, saved people and unsaved people go through stuff the same. I, 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 you, do you not know that saved people have light bills? There are saved and unsaved kids that have one thing in common at Charleston Southern. Tuition. Mm-hmm. Somebody's paying a scholarship. Uh, your cousin Pookie, your grandmama, or somebody, somebody's paying. But, but everybody's got something to pay. And what the Lord let me know is the difference between the saved and the unsaved is the unsaved always have to try to rely on natural means to get it. The saved have the advantage of the supernatural. See, unsaved people have to labor harder to get stuff than saved people do because of the favor of God on their lives. How do you know that? I'll prove it. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seateth in the seat of the scorner, for, for his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit in its season. Its leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I can collect bottles for a living and if I meditate on the law whatever I'm doing it's going to prosper the next man who's not saved can try to do the same thing and will never get out of it what I can because it's supernatural you think you are a great athlete let some favor get on your life let let some favor hit your life and, and watch what starts happening then oh yeah man I know I can do this no no, that's what you can do. But I read a scripture that says, with God, nothing shall be impossible. So, so, so maybe that extra two-tenths of a second is in God. I done said something good here right now. Maybe that extra power to send it an extra 10 feet is in God. Maybe, maybe the, the difference in your life is the difference between your effort and the effort of God. Because if the Holy Ghost ever get a hold of your life, and the power of God starts moving in your life. See, some of y'all will continue to make C's because you don't have somebody that will bring all things to your remembrance. Some of y'all need the Holy Ghost just for class. I said something good here now. 
Now, you need the Holy Ghost so when you're sitting there and you know you read it, and it's not coming, you say, okay, God, I know I read this. Please tell me what it is. And you hear something say, okay, choose that one. Say, remember this, choose that one. He'll start bringing things back to your remembrance. And, and it causes you to be more excellent than the other people who had to stay up for four days drinking a, a case of Red Bull, and they come in class blinking and nervous and shaking and say, can he hardly write their name down? They're going through all of that. But I've got the peace that passes all understanding, and I come in and sit down. And say, all right, Jesus, let's take this test. And I apply what I studied, and I come out on top because greater is he that's in me. He that's in the world. So what you going to do? You're going to check your inbox and see what Jesus has to say to you today. Are you going to continue to live this mundane life that never has another level to experience? Are you going to keep robbing yourself of the greatest relationship ever? If God can take an old thug and clean him up. By the way, they did ask me to come back to that university. I went back and graduated on the dean's list. Side note, I had French one and two. I still don't know how I pass those classes. <laughs> but if God before you, yes. who can be against you? Yes. Now, I have a doctorate in divinity because I was able to finish an undergraduate class in college. And so now God takes me to places and does stuff with me that I know I don't deserve. But all he needed was somebody to get up, give up, Grow up, go up. Bow your heads, please. Lord Jesus, this is an awesome opportunity to speak to some of these great minds, these parents, these faculty, all kinds of wonderful people that have taken time out today to be in your presence. God, I thank you that you're speaking to them now about a change for the better for their lives. So I thank you that by the Holy Spirit, you're convicting and letting them know that their life can be greater if they'll be willing to get up, give up, grow up, and go up. And so I pray that they would make a decision now concerning you that would change their life for all eternity. While your head is bowed, if you would say, Pastor Chip, you know what? That's what I need to do. I need to go up. I need to elevate my life. I, wanna, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ and let him make uh, something out of this mess. I want him to make something out of what, uh, of what I thought was good. But he's actually great. And so I want to make a change today. I want my life to matter for somebody else's. I want to start this year off the right way, knowing that I've got supernatural power that's going to back me and help me to do well at Charleston Southern University. Maybe you're a parent here and you're hearing a message today that's challenged your life. And you're saying, you know what? I want to get myself right with the Lord. I, wanna, I, want, I want not only for my child to be the best, I want to be the best. And so if you're here and you would say either I want to give my life to Jesus or maybe you got away from what was right, from what you're supposed to be doing like I did. And you say, you know what? I'm going to turn it around today. 
Turn it around. Turn it around. I ain't scared. I'm going for it. And if that's you, I just want you to quickly get up from where you are and come down to where I am. I'm coming down. Come down to where I am and we're going to pray together. Because Jesus is here for you. And he's left a message in your inbox. And if that's you, just come on. Come on, for wherever you are, just come on. Come on. Come on so I can pray with you. Come on. Come on. The Lord sent me here for you. The Lord sent a little boy. Couldn't seem to get his life together. A, a kid who jacked some stuff up in college. A kid who's messed him up in life. A kid who's gone through abortions. A kid who's gone through drugs. A kid who's gone through alcoholism. A kid who's gone through lies and manipulation. A kid that's been arrested. A kid has had all kinds of things go wrong in their life. He wanted to show you a credible example of somebody that the Lord can turn around. Come on, I feel the Lord speaking to some of your hearts now. Don't be scared. Don't worry about what somebody else thinks about you. God's thinking about you. Come on, I feel him tugging at some hearts here today. Some of you men, the Lord is speaking to because he wants to get us back in order. We've been messing up these little girls' lives, lying to them, being shady, using them for whatever we want to, having no integrity, no character when it comes to them. We're out of place. Our families are falling apart. Uh, we're seeing poor examples, and God wants to raise up a new generation of men that will stand and be strong and do what the Lord tells them to do. Men that he will fill with power and fill with the Holy Ghost to speak and make a difference in other people's lives. Come on, man! I hear the Lord speaking to you. Today's your day of change. I hear the Lord speaking to somebody who's gotten comfortable with their money and their status. And, and you think that's going to save you. And you think good is good. Good is not good enough. Good is only good enough for now. What are you going to do when you stand before God and you tell him, I openly rejected your son, Jesus Christ, because I felt like I was good to go. God is saying, I gave you the best that I had. And all I wanted was you. Come on, if you hear the Lord speaking to you, just get up. Don't be scared. Don't hesitate. Just move. Just move. Just move. Just move. There may have been a day that I would have come to this campus and been a killer. But now I'm here destroying the works of the devil. Binding him up by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. That he will not have our children. He will not have your minds. This will be the most successful year of your life because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on! time to make a difference. Time to quit sitting on the sideline. Mike Trout is not your God. LeBron James is not your God. You know Romo ain't your God. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm not going to belabor this moment, but I feel the Lord speaking to a couple of more hearts here. He's saying, just make a difference. Make a difference. Make up your mind. 
Because when you walk out of here, what you're basically saying is, Jesus, I don't want you. You can have all this other stuff. I don't care about being saved. I don't care about heaven. I'm good with being going to hell. I'm good with just being who I am. I'm good with my individuality. I like who I am. I don't want to know who you are. Just going to go on about my business. Forget all this Christian stuff. Some of you have been lied to. Scientology and all this other foolishness that's out here trying to delude your mind and make you believe that there is no God. Well, just breathe in and breathe out. Try to figure out where that came from. There is a real God. And he sent a real man, Jesus, to help us be real people. This is a game changer today. Y'all listen to me. I've been in college. I know how hard it is to maintain a godly standard around people who really don't care anything about God. At least you at Charleston Southern, you wasn't at a full-fledged heathen school like I was. You had a place that, that has, has some semblance God is. And the Lord sent you here to change your life. To get you away from some people that could have destroyed you. You can't handle some of the other stuff that's out there. So he put you in a place to get you strong. and Build you up. So that you know who you are. He put you in a place so you never have your life and your heart ripped apart by somebody who would look at you one day and wouldn't speak to you the next. Put you in a place to find a, a pastor, find some old crazy white man from Salisbury. Out of control. God saved him and filled him with the Holy Ghost so he can relate to you. We're not talking about, some, we're not talking about the preachers of L.A. We're not talking about somebody sitting in some mansion somewhere. We're talking about a man who cares about your life, cares about your destiny, Somebody can be a father when the father was out of place. Didn't do what he was supposed to do. Didn't say what he was supposed to say. Didn't be who he said he was. But God said, when my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. So God's got you covered. And the decision that you make today will change your life forever if you mean it. See, God ain't got no problem with saving you question is, what else do you want? What else do you want? To be that dude. I purposed in my heart to raise my child to love God more than I did. He could care less about athletics. It's killing me. I want him to run, jump, do all the other stuff. He, he don't care nothing about that. But one thing I do know, that he loves God. And I'm going to raise him to love God because he'll be a great husband to a woman. He'll be a great father to his children and he'll be an asset to his community. What will you do when you walk away from this university? Who will you be? Whose life will you change? I believe we got some world changes here. Now, listen to me. This is simply a physical a visible act of surrender 
Whenever I lift my hands, I say, you know what, God, here. You can have everything I got. You can have who I am. Because I take what I, surely you got something better than what I came up with. And so what I want everybody to do is just, is just lift your hands. Now repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for inboxing me. I admit I'm a sinner and I've messed some stuff up. But I thank you because you died for me, you rose again, and you're coming back for me. I confess that you are Lord. And based on my confession, I am saved. My past is behind me. Your future is before me. I am saved. I am saved. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I'm saved! Listen, listen. Now, should the Lord tarry and, 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 and Pastor David say so, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it my, per, my, 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 my mission to come back to Charleston Southern. Because God is doing something in this university. I speak by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord is going to send many of you out nationally and internationally to infiltrate places of darkness because you will become the light. And people will start to focus on Charleston Southern University and say, what kind of kids are they turning out at this school? But you're going to be light bearers, torch bearers in the world. And you're going to bring light where there's been darkness. And you're going to make change for the glory of God. Miracles are going to be wrought in your hands. Yes, they are. Do you know God's a healer? Do you know he's a healer? He can heal anything. No matter what. The doctor and everybody else said he can heal anything. So let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in Jesus. Because anything that Jesus could do then, he must do now. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because he's a healer. But I should the Lord say so. I'm going to come back. Because I believe so much in the work that's going on at this university. The power of the Holy Ghost is going to arrest this campus. And it's like a fire that's over the top of this campus. It's something that, that you can't even see in the natural. It's in the spirit. There's something going on at Charleston Southern University. And I want to be a part of it. But now know this. Don't let... You might walk out of here and not feel anything. You may walk out of here and the sun is still going to be 90 degrees out there. But when you walk out into that 90 degree weather, you'll walk out saved. And nobody can take that from you. Nobody. Bless you. 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 Who else back there? 
Y'all look like y'all need a hug. Let me give you a hug. Let me give you a hug. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Bless you, bless you, bless you, partner. Bless you, bless you. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Bless you, bless you. Excuse me, excuse me. I got, I got excited. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Bless you. I'm going to hug, hug all, all the girls. I ain't giving you no hug. Bless you, man. Yes, I am. Bless you. Bless you, group hug. Bless you, man of God. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Heal, heal, heal. Your heart, your mind be healed now. It happened. It's over with. And just go on from here, all right? The Lord says, go on from here. Amen. I love you. I love you. I love you. Bless you, man. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. I love you. Bless you, partner. Bless you. What's your name? Deshaun. What is it? Deshaun. Deshaun what? Cyrus. Deshaun Cyrus. Cyrus? Your name is supposed to be Dr. Cyrus. I know. I'm, I heard the Lord just speak to me and tell me that your name is supposed to be I don't know what it is you're doing or what you're supposed to do. But stop until you get your doctor. Because the Lord would say to you that I've called you to be in Jesus' name. Amen. Come, let me hug y'all too. Bless you, man. Bless you, partner. Hey, love y'all. Where are you from? From where? Compton. I said, say Compton, Jesus. You said something. All right, has anybody in your family gone to college? Okay, what do you want to do? You want to be a what? A nurse practitioner. A nurse practitioner. Is that what you want to be? I pray that the Lord give you every resource in abundance because you feel like you've been forgotten and passed over by a whole lot of people. But the Lord has not forgotten about you. He's got you on way up on his list. And in just a few minutes, he's going to show you everything that he's got for your life. So you need to get excited, girl, because he got something good <laughs> for you. Amen. Bless you, partner. Bless you, man. Where you from? Charleston. You from Charleston? Yes, you a difference maker. You, people just kind of gravitate to you a little bit. Just you're just different like that. Yeah, you that dude. You a preacher. I know you ain't want to hear it, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you what it is. There's preach on the inside of you. God's going to use you to draw people together and bring them to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because I see it in you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hey, y'all. Hug. Hug. Bless you, man. Bless you. I love you. Bless you. Bless you, man. I want to shake all the, all the, all my new brothers and sisters' hands. Bless you, man. Y'all over here, what you doing over here in this corner, girl? Come on, you come with me. You come on too, because you were standing with her. Wait a minute, I speak to you. Bless you, man. Bless you, bless you, bless you. I miss you, I miss you, I miss you. Come on, you walk with me too. Come on, come on, walk with me. Walk with me, walk with me, walk with me. Walk with me, walk with me. Come on. Y'all stand right here. You hide because of some things that have happened in your past. You try to stay out of the sight of some people because you're hurting inside. But God has already saved your soul, so that's not an issue anymore. What he wants to do now is heal your heart because you're hurting inside. And so you go off into the shadow sometimes. Because you don't want a whole lot of attention. But God said, I brought you to be my beautiful flower. And I would have never let anything happen to you that you can't recover from. And so whatever it is that's gone wrong in the past, God said, I wouldn't let it kill you. 
to let you know that I'm the Lord your God and I heal your heart now by the power of the Holy Ghost heal your heart bless you I love you love you I love you I love you oh you and you and uh athlete what you play you play softball uh what position you a pitcher how's your uh how's your uh shoulder doing how's your arm doing it's good which one is it now father I pray that the supernatural manifestation of what I've said here be manifested in her shoulder for her to be able to do things pitching that she could never do before in her own strength and I pray that it would lead to other people on her team seeing that the Lord God is real use her for your glory in Jesus name amen 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 I love y'all hallelujah all right come on we gotta go we gotta go we gotta go the calf about to close. I want y'all, I don't have any, I don't have two fish and five loaves of bread. So y'all got to eat in the calf, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. Return to your seats. And when they come back to the seats, y'all bless the Lord for what he's done in the lives of our brothers and sisters here on the day. <laughs>